This is Gordon Vernick with Jazz Insights. It's wonderful, it's marvelous, you should care for me. It's awful nice, it's paradise, it's what I long to see. You made my life so glamorous, can't blame me for feeling amorous. It's wonderful, it's marvelous, that you should care for me. Today I'd like to talk about jazz vocalists. In particular, what is a jazz vocalist or what constitutes someone calling themselves a jazz singer or a jazz vocalist. This is a very cloudy, kind of a grayish area because a lot of people can fall in and out of this category. For me, something that helps to define what a jazz vocalist is someone who sings in a style that is reminiscent of a jazz horn player. And of course, if you take that back another few levels, um, what makes a, a jazz musician is someone who plays in the style of Louis Armstrong or indirectly comes out of that tradition. So if you're going to start with jazz vocalists, you have to start at the wellspring. And of course, that is Louis Armstrong. So let's listen to a few examples of Louis singing. Um, there's a great recording, one of my favorites from 1927, called Hotter Than That. And he sings just the way he plays the trumpet. For someone to be considered a jazz vocalist or jazz singer, they do not have to be a great scat singer. So scat singing is like a singer imitating a trumpet or a saxophone. So instead of singing Mary Had a Little Lamb, I would sing And so you can hear Mary, the song Mary Had a Little Lamb with those nonsense syllables. But if you take it to the next level, if I were to improvise like a horn player and I would use those syllables, that's a real good example of scat singing like the original scat singers were horn players who put their horns down and were using their voices in imitation of their instrument. You know, people like Louis Armstrong, Jack Teagarden, 
Dizzy Gillespie was one of the great scat singers, so was Clark Terry. Some of the best scat singers are horn players, but that's not the barometer by which we measure a great jazz singer. But let's get back to Louis Armstrong because he kind of writes the book on what is expected of a jazz singer. It's mostly the phrasing, using the voice like an instrument with that laying back behind the beat, the kind of accentuation, all those nuances that went into his trumpet playing go into his singing and all the great singers that come after him. Let's listen to a, a wonderful recording of him singing a not a great song, but the way he sings it is so important because that also helps us to define what a jazz singer is. This is about a 1930 recording of him singing a song called Sweethearts on Parade, made actually made famous by Guy Lombardo. Oh, do by do They go marching through All the sweethearts on parade, parade, parade Can't have cried As they pass me by All the sweet Hearts on parade I'd love to join their fun But they bore me very more It takes more than one Join the army, love, and how I find as they fall in line. Oh, the sweetheart, long for Sweetheart's on Parade is not, per se, a jazz song, but the way he performs it, he transforms a, a pretty mediocre song into a wonderful performance through the phrasing. And a lot of the material written between 1920 and 1950, you know, jazz standards or Broadway show tunes, was the material that most of these singers utilized. So it's not the song itself. Again, it's how the song is performed. And the last Louis Armstrong track I'd like you to listen to is from one of my favorite Louis Armstrong recordings. It's called Louis Plays the Music of W.C. Handy. And listen to the way he sings this particular song. It's a W.C. Handy composition called Aunt Hagar's Blues. Old Deacon Spliven, his flock was given the way of living right. Yes, said he no winging, no ragtime singing tonight. Yes, up jump on Hagar. And shouted out with all of might, all of might. She said, Oh, ain't no use of preaching. Oh, ain't no use of teaching. Each modulation of syncopation. Just tell my feet to dance And I can't refuse When I hear The melody called the blues Those ever-loving blues 
Another thing to really think about when you're listening to a jazz singer, it's not so much the quality of the voice. I mean, when you hear the early Louis Armstrong recordings, he has a very light and airy sound. And then as he progresses through his career, the voice becomes lower and more gravelly. So you would never say Louis Armstrong has a beautiful sounding vocal instrument. That's really irrelevant. It's how he sings his melodies. I mean, you hear those wonderful recordings of him with Ella Fitzgerald, who has a gorgeous vocal instrument. And Lewis, with that gravelly voice, I like to think of his beauty and the beast, yet they complement each other so well. That's a little later in the show. But it's not the quality of the voice. It's, of course, the intonation, the inflection, and the phrasing. Now, after Louis Armstrong, one of the most important jazz vocalists was actually a contemporary of his and a good friend of his, a great trombonist by the name of Jack Teagarden, who was from Texas. And he has a real strong feeling of the blues in his singing. Let's just listen to a little bit of Jack Teagarden from the late 20s, early 30s, and you can hear how he takes that jazz vocal style to the next level. This is I'll Be Glad When You're Dead, You Rascal You. At first you had my home, you rascal you. Trust you in my home, you wouldn't leave my wife alone. Be glad when you're dead, you rescued you. You asked my wife to wash your clothes, you rescued you. You asked my wife to wash your dirty shirt, you rescued you. You asked my wife to wash your clothes, something else I suppose. Be glad when you're dead, you rescued you. So with Jack Teagarden's trombone playing and his singing, he's got that nice, relaxed, bluesy feel that was his trademark. And of course, he was a very important trombonist, but that's a subject of another show. But he was also a great jazz singer. There's one other singer comes up in the late 20s, early 30s, who's more of a blues singer, and that's Jimmy Rushing, who sang with the great Count Basie band in the late 30s, but also performed with the Blue Devils and Benny Moten. We need to listen to... Jimmy Rushing singing, Sent for You Yesterday, Here You Come Today with the Basie Band. And again, he's more associated with the blues, but he's still got that same easy lilt and that phrasing that we associate with Louis Armstrong. Let's check this out. Don't the moon look lonesome shining through the trees? Don't the moon look lonesome shining through the trees? Don't your house look lonesome when your baby back up to me? Sent for you yesterday, and here you come today. Sent for you yesterday, and here you come today. You can't love me, baby, and treat me that way. So the jazz singing tradition really starts mostly with the male singers, although there were some great blues and popular song singers that were females at the turn of the century, and of course the great blues singers like Mamie Smith and and Bessie Smith and Ma Rainey, but that's kind of a subject for, for another show. These male singers that we've listened to today, Louis Armstrong, Jack Teagarden, and Jimmy Rushing, are real typical of jazz vocalists or jazz-slash-blues vocalists who were really popular starting in the 1920s. Of course, the tradition comes out of you know work songs and blues and spirituals from the late 19th century. And, of course, Lewis puts it together in this amazing style that everyone copies, and that's why he's the most important jazz singer and instrumentalist in the entire genre of jazz. 
And this is going to lead us to a trio of the greatest female vocalists in all of jazz, Billie Holiday, Sarah Vaughan, and Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> 